Welcome to a special March Madness edition of Sportsline DFS podcast. You know, we, Mike and I were sitting here thinking our job is to help you make money on a day in, day out basis in DFS. In March Madness, a lot of people are trying to make money. CBS is obviously the best place to run a March Madness bracket. Sportsline has the best data for predicting which teams to win. Why don't we do a March Madness podcast? This makes all the sense in the world, Mike. Makes a ton of sense, and it's really a lot of fun. It's a, you know, it's a nice break from the daily grind of playing DFS, but it's a really unique opportunity to make money. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Now, I understand you may not want to go through the trouble of setting your own bracket up, so we've got a bracket contest for you through all of our podcasts. Adam Azer actually has put together a ginormous bracket contest. Last year, I think we had over 1,400 entries, and what do you win? You win a chance to play fantasy baseball with us in our Fantasy Baseball Podcast Listeners League. The best score after the Elite Eight, and there will be ties, and Adam will break those ties in a completely fair and honest way. But the best score, the best score that gets chosen will be entered into our Fantasy Baseball Podcast Listeners League. Where can you find that? You can find it on Twitter. I have pinned the tweet to the top at Heath Cummings SR. I'm sure Mike will also tweet about it as well at Mike5754. Go on Twitter. First off, follow us. If you're not doing that, I don't, I'm not sure what you're doing, but follow us. Join the bracket contest. Come play against us in fantasy baseball. Mike, what I want to do is kind of attack the tournament on a region by region basis. And then of course, by the time we're done with that, we will have our final four picks. And we'll talk about who we think is going to win it all. I think we start with the Midwest region. I would like to call it the region of doom. The number one seed, Kansas, only has 15 to 1 odds to win the tournament, which might seem a little low. That's because the two and three seed, Duke and Michigan State, are six and seven to one, two of the four schools with better than 10 to 1 odds to win this tournament. Yeah, I mean, you look at it and, you know, I, I know that you love the Kansas Jayhawks, but I'm, you kind of wonder why the Michigan State Spartans are only the number three seed. They're, you know, they're, they're 29 and four this season and they still play a pretty decent schedule. Uh, you know, our data here at Sports Time makes Michigan State the number one seed in this tournament or in this region, in the Midwest region. So our data has them flopped and we have Kansas number three, Michigan State number one, but this is definitely the region of doom here. Now, I understand, like, from a math-based perspective, why Duke and Michigan State would be higher. Like, they have more talent than Kansas does. They are better basketball teams. The one advantage that Kansas generally has, they have Bill Self, and he's a better coach than 99% of the college basketball coaches out there. That doesn't necessarily help when you're going against Coach K or Tom Izzo, but I think the interesting thing for Kansas is that they are maybe the most likely team to make it to the Elite Eight. To get to that matchup with either Duke or Michigan State, they don't really have to beat anybody. Yeah, no, when you look at it, they do have the best chance, in my opinion, to to kind of make it to the Elite Eight, and the data actually agrees with the eye test there. Uh, you know, according to our sports line simulations, Kansas Jayhawks have a 47% chance of making the Elite Eight, uh, which is incredibly high. It's definitely the highest in the region uh, and the third highest out of any region or any team in the entire bracket. So I think it's interesting because you can – associate some game theory with this as well. If you have a top seed that you don't think has a very good chance of making it to the final four, a lot of times I will try to pick them to get upset in the first couple of rounds because you're not risking much in terms of total points of what you think is going to happen. And you gain a lot. If some people have them in the final four, you have them getting knocked out in the second round. I just don't know if I want to do that with Kansas. I think what I might rather do in this Duke Michigan state game, kind of like a semifinal 
in the Sweet 16. I think there's a very good chance one of those teams could go all the way to the championship game. I may try to decide beforehand which team I like winning that game and have the other team getting upset early in the tournament. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. I definitely think you need to make a stance, you know, as early on as possible on which team you like there. Uh, and for me, it's clearly Michigan State. You know, if you believe in the sports line simulations here, which I do, the data makes a ton of sense here. Michigan State is that team over Duke that I would be picking. Now, the bad thing about this is, and I'm going to just jump straight to my favorite round one upset, and then I'll get yours, Mike. Like, I would like to pick the Oklahoma Sooners to go a long way. Unfortunately, they're in that same quadrant as Duke and Michigan State. Oklahoma, a 10 seed, because I think they've won two games since Obama was president. So it's been a long, cold stretch for the Oklahoma Sooners. They face Rhode Island, who's a 7 seed. Listen, Oklahoma has Trey Young. He's maybe the best offensive player in this side of the bracket, maybe in the tournament. So I'm going to take Oklahoma over Rhode Island. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's probably the most like real obvious upset in the in this region. Uh, so I, you know, our data definitely suggests that as well. Uh, the other one that I kind of want to look at though is the TCU game versus the, it's a six eleven matchup with TCU versus the winner of the play in game. Uh, this is a spot where I, I don't think TCU is necessarily a very strong six seed in this tournament. And I kind of like the team that has the play-in game that's, you know, maybe doesn't have this long break in the action before they're playing. You know, they've really kind of got nothing to lose going in there. So after the Oklahoma game, I think the TCU uh, and the play-in game, I think that one's a real spot you could look for an upset. There absolutely is value in a couple of different ways. First off, nobody wants to pick the play-in winner because they don't even know who's going to win the play-in game a lot of times when they turn in their bracket. Second, there's that advantage of having played just a couple of days ago. That one extra game can help. And I agree with you that TCU is maybe just a little bit overseeded here. My region pick, and you're going to call me a homer, is the Kansas Jayhawks. And I am a homer, but I do have a little bit of reasoning behind it as well. And I know that the math may say that Duke will beat Kansas in a head-to-head and Michigan State will beat Kansas in a head-to-head. But I'd like to just choose the team that I feel confident is going to be in that head-to-head matchup, so I'll take the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that, that really makes a ton of sense. Uh, I'm going to take Michigan State just because I, you know, I, I support the data here. They have almost a 30% chance of making the final four, which is pretty incredible. And, you know, it is risky because they're, you know, they're staring at the potential matchup with Duke, obviously. I mean, it's a very likely scenario. Uh, whereas Kansas gets another pretty much free round to get there, but I'm going to take Michigan State. Now we talked about Duke is six to one, Michigan State is seven to one, Kansas at 15 to one. If you're looking, to get in on that action before the tournament starts and just pick one of these schools to win it all. Do you think Kansas is the best value? Uh, I think it's really close between Kansas and Michigan State. I mean, just our, our power rankings, we do have Michigan State, you know, meaningfully higher in the power ratings, but it would be one of those two teams. Duke could be the uh, odd man out there for sure. Let's move on to the East where Villanova has the best odds in the tournament at four to one odds to win the tournament. No one else in their bracket is better than 15 to one. So it looks like a little bit of a cakewalk for Villanova. Yeah, Villanova is clearly the number one overall seed in our simulations. Uh, we've got them with a 63% chance of getting to the Elite Eight, which is by far the highest in the tournament. And, you know, I referenced Michigan State having a 29% chance of making the Final Four. Villanova has a 31% chance of winning the entire tournament. I think one interesting thing 
in this particular bracket is style matters a lot in the NCAA tournament. You have a couple of teams on both sides of this bracket, West Virginia and Arkansas, Press Virginia, Arkansas, it's Mike Anderson. I mean, they play a different style than a lot of these teams have seen in the past, but I kind of feel like West Virginia gets matched up with Murray State, who's another team that can probably handle that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you there. That's uh, 100% right on. I do think West Virginia or Arkansas, they get past those first-round matchups. I mean, Arkansas has Butler. They're going to be a very popular upset pick, I'm sure. But if they get past those matchups, they may have some success against higher-seeded teams just because, especially Purdue. Purdue's not necessarily used to seeing someone play like Arkansas does. Oh, no, definitely not. Uh, definitely not. So if Arkansas can get by that matchup, that's going to be uh, that's gonna be a fun matchup. But uh, I kind of agree with you and think that Butler might be the favorite in that game. I, I think Butler's going to be picked in more brackets than Arkansas is, most likely, just because people, first off, People love Cinderella's and they love teams that have been Cinderella's before. Like Gonzaga's not a Cinderella anymore. They're a basketball powerhouse. But that name is going to get a lot more push in the tournament in these bracket contests from your casual observers just because they remember Gonzaga making runs they weren't supposed to make. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Same thing, like you said, with Butler there. It's just, you know, you, you associate the school Butler with March Madness. So looking at the bottom half of this bracket, you've got Purdue as the two seed, Texas Tech as the three, Florida as the six, Arkansas as the seven. Is this the weakest quadrant in the tournament? Uh, yes, I, uh, I definitely think it is. Uh, you know, and I don't, I mean, I, I guess that's maybe a little bit of a reward for Villanova to kind of ensure that they're going to get to the final four here. But, you know, with the eye test here, it definitely says this is the weakest region. Uh, when I'm a- that little. When I went to pick my favorite upset for the first round, my first three choices were right here. It was whoever plays Florida, Stephen F. Austin over Texas Tech. But then I just settled on, and I'm going to not pick all 10 seeds because a 10 over a 7, you could debate whether that's really an upset. But I'm Bet Butler is by far my favorite lower-seeded team to win. Yeah, Butler is, and uh, you know, looking at our data here, Butler, we have them at a 62% chance of making it to the second round, uh, which is pretty significant for that 10 to seven matchup. Uh, the other game I want to look at again, another playing game, UCLA. I think that UCLA, in terms of our power ratings, they're looking pretty good. You know, they're an 11 seed. They obviously have to win the playing game. You kind of mentioned that we think Florida maybe isn't really the best team there. Uh, I, I think that UCLA and Florida, like. We have UCLA higher in our power ratings than we do Florida. So I think that that's the upset of this round here. The thing that I like about picking upsets in, in this area is that I don't see a team like on the other side. We were talking about picking Oklahoma as our favorite upset. We don't realistically see a chance of Oklahoma going very far. I mean, they'd have to play Duke in their second game. And if somehow they won that game, they'd have to play Michigan State. But in this side, UCLA beats Florida and then faces Texas Tech. I'm not going to feel bad about picking UCLA over Texas Tech or UCLA over Purdue or Butler against either of those teams either. I think we have some a real chance. I hesitate to use the word Cinderella because they're big names, but for double-digit seeds to advance maybe even all the way to the Elite Eight from this part of the bracket. Yeah, I pretty comfortably can say that I, you know, I think there's a good chance that we do see a double-digit seed in the Elite Eight in this uh, region here. And it's probably going to be Butler or UCLA. If I was guessing, now let's move on. Is there anyone besides Villanova in this bracket that you could see pick, picking? Because I'm taking them, obviously. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that you have to take Villanova all the way. I mean, if you wanted to get cute, you could maybe look at Wichita State, um, you know, assuming that you think that they can get by that West Virginia matchup. 
Uh, but I think it's pretty clearly Villanova. Let's move on to the West, and no team in this region has better than 12 to 1 odds to win the championship. It's the three seed, Michigan, kind of like we saw with Michigan State having better odds than Kansas. North Carolina is 15 to 1. The one seed in this region, Xavier, is 20 to 1, and so is Gonzaga, 20 to 1. So four teams at 20 to 1 or better to win the tournament, but nobody really is a favorite. And I, it makes me wonder how scared should Xavier be of a potential round two matchup with Michael Porter Jr., who's only played two games for the Missouri Tigers and, and didn't look very good in the SEC tournament, but he is one of the most talented players in this tournament. Uh, yeah, they should be very concerned. Xavier is not deserving of a number one seed at all in this tournament. Uh, you know, in this region, Sportsline, we have Gonzaga as our projected number one seed by power rating, and it's really not close. It's a pretty wide margin that Gonzaga is the number one seed for us in this region. So if I was Xavier, I would definitely be worried about Missouri, assuming Missouri can get past their first round matchup. Uh, you know, Xavier's, in my opinion, pretty clearly the first number one seed to exit the tournament this year. Yeah, and I, I say how worried should they be about Michael Porter Jr. I, I don't want to overlook Florida State. I think there are a lot of people that are picking Florida State. I believe our model picks Florida State to beat Missouri, and that could very well happen. I'm just not quite as scared of Florida State as I am of a Missouri team if Michael Porter Jr. all of a sudden starts fulfilling his potential. Yeah, no, I think that's the true wild card here. I think it's really difficult for models to kind of forecast and handicap that at this point. But I do think Missouri is one team that, you know, I, I like him in a tournament type situation. Porter's, you know, he's back. He's feeling good. Everything's going well. I kind of like them where they're playing games frequently like this in the tournament. I look for him to, you know, if they win the first game, I think that they probably win the second game. Now, look at my favorite upset in this region. It's This is not somebody that I think has a chance to go past the first round. But I haven't picked a 12-5 upset yet. You've got to pick a 12-5 upset. And I don't really have a strong belief in anyone in the Big Ten other than Michigan State. So I'm going to take South Dakota State over Ohio State. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I see it. The, the, this uh, this region is kind of difficult to pick one. Um, man, I, I think that I'm probably going to go with you because you do need a 12 over a 5 uh, historically in these brackets. And Ohio State, yeah, they, they definitely are not the team that they once were. Well, and the the thing that I like about this, because again, I don't really want to eliminate a team that I think has a chance to make a run to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight when I'm picking upsets. I don't really think Ohio State has much of a chance against Gonzaga in the next round. So even if I'm wrong on that, I'm just losing one point probably. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I guess the, the second upset candidate behind that I get for me is probably San Diego State and Houston. I do like Houston quite a bit, but I do think that Michigan's probably the better team in the second round. Uh, so for the similar reason to why you're picking uh, Ohio State to lose in the first round, I think that you could use that same logic on the Houston game if you wanted. I'm going to take North Carolina to win this region. I don't feel great about it. I could be talked out of it, but I just think I, I think that in terms of talent, there's not really anyone in this region that's that close to them. Maybe Gonzaga, but I'll take Carolina over Gonzaga in the Elite Eight. I like it. I, I like uh, Gonzaga in this matchup, though. I think that Gonzaga is clearly the team that should be the number one seed in this region, and I, I really like you know the experience that that team and staff has kind of got here. I, I think that they're the best option in this region. Now, we talked about how there's four teams with really similar odds at winning it all, but you're picking Gonzaga. The data says Gonzaga wins this region. I'm assuming Gonzaga at 20, 20 to 1 is by far the best value. 
yeah, I think Gonzaga is the best value at this point. Uh, you know, it's something if you're looking to bet on the winner there, I would probably jump on that right now. This final region, the South region, really interesting to me. Virginia has the second best odds to win the entire tournament at five to one. I get that based on a talent perspective, and I think it's a, it's a, an exceptionally good basketball team and maybe the second best team in the country. But their half of the region is stacked. Arizona's 12 to one to win it all. Kentucky's 30 to one. They're going to play one of those two teams. And if they get through that, Cincinnati's 12 to one. Virginia does not have an easy road. No, Virginia did not get the, uh, the, the best draw here. I really kind of think that they maybe should have been in, in that spot that Xavier had really. I mean, I know that the Gonzaga matchup is there, but yeah, this is not an easy road for Virginia, but I, I do still like them. The data still loves them. They're definitely the clear number two behind Villanova. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see if they can, uh, you know, rely on their defense to get it done again, like they have been all year. Now, you are our Kansas State insider, and so I have a very important question. Kansas State in the 8-9 game against Creighton here. Will Bruce Weber ever win an NCAA tournament game at Kansas State? Yes, he will. They, The Kansas State Wildcats will win this game over Creighton. But they have no shot the next round against Virginia. Yeah, I, I don't see any scenario in which they beat Virginia. Uh, you know, I, I see the scenario where they, you know, lower scoring game, they hang within five or six until five minutes left, and then they lose by 12. A game that really scares me in this region is Kentucky against Davidson. Because Kentucky is perpetually young and full of potential and could win the national championship from the five seed and no one would really bat an eye. They could also lose to Davidson in the first round. I'm not going to pick that game as my favorite upset. I'm going to go even further off the wagon. Wright State over Tennessee. I was actually looking at the exact same game there. I think that... uh Tennessee is a three seed to me. Just I, I don't feel good about that at all. Uh, I, I really I don't I don't trust that. So I, I like that one. Um, you know, even Miami, Loyola, Chicago. I mean, I, I both of those games. I, I don't feel like I have a real strong take on either of those teams being Miami and Tennessee. I firmly expected Adam Azer to just jump into the middle of the podcast when you mentioned Miami. That did not happen. Do we think Cincinnati just cruises to the Elite Eight in this portion of the bracket? Yeah, I mean, you have to think so. I mean, I, there's no scenario that I could see in which Georgia State takes them out. Uh, I, I don't see Texas or Nevada taking them out either. And, you know, if we think that Wright State or Loyola is potentially beating Miami or Tennessee, yeah, I, I think that this is a pretty easy road for Cincinnati, uh, easier than it is for the number one seed, Virginia. There he is, Adam Azer, jumping into the chat and saying, do you want my Miami opinion? Of course we want your Miami opinion, Adam. Tell us what you think of the Miami Hurricanes everybody and how is, far they're going Everybody's to picking them to lose. Are you guys picking them to lose to Loyola? Yes. I, the, my only problem with picking them to lose is I think that they might get a, an easier second-round matchup than what it looks like on paper. Uh, I, so here's the thing about Miami. They're missing their best player, and he's not coming back. So uh, they, this was a potentially, like— Best season in school history type of team, but no Bruce Brown. He's really good. So uh, I, I think it makes sense to pick them to lose because I can't see them winning two games, and I certainly can't see them going any farther than the Sweet 16. They're, they're just not that good. They got the three seed in the ACC tournament, but they were pretty lucky. They won their last four games by like eight combined points or ten combined points. So I, it's, I re- an e- it's an easy upset pick to make. I picked them to win one game. I really appreciate the fact, Adam, that you came on here and gave an unbiased take, just only the facts. What, did I not? No, you did. That's oh, yeah. I said I appreciate it. That, no, that was outstanding. Yeah. That's exactly what we were looking for. I am not going to pick the Miami Hurricanes to win this bracket. I'm not going to pick Virginia either, though. 
I'm going with Arizona. Mike's going to tell me I'm ridiculous. Uh, I don't think it's that ridiculous. I mean, the data, I have to trust the data and, and go with Virginia here just because they're so strong in the model. But Arizona, they win my eye test. They, they're second to me in terms of the data here. So I like it. I'm still taking Virginia, but I, I do like Arizona. Okay, going back to value as far as picking a team to win it at all, I'm not sure I would pick a team from this portion of the bracket to win it all just because of how difficult it is, especially on Virginia's side. But if I had to choose one, I'm probably going with Kentucky at 30 to 1. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that's the, the real value bet here. I mean, at 30 to 1, like I said, at the five seed there, you know, there's a wide range of outcomes for this team. If they lose to Davidson, you know, it's going to be shocking, but it's like, eh, you know, we kind of knew that could happen. And if they win the whole thing, you know, it's not going to shock anybody based on the talent and, and you know, what they've got in place there at Kentucky. So my final four, I have Kansas, Villanova, North Carolina, and Arizona. I will take Kansas to win it all because I'm partially a homer. And also because I do expect Adoka Azabuke is going to get back by the time Kansas needs him, which should be the Elite Eight. And the way Silvio D'Souza has played over in the Big 12 tournament, if you get D'Souza and Azabuke, and that is a difficult thing to say those two names back-to-back. It's a really difficult thing to guard either one of them, and I do think that if you get both those guys, Kansas could make a push in the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, it's a total homer pick, but that makes sense. That's usually what you do when the Jayhawks are involved. Thank you. Um you know, for me, I, I think that it's pretty clearly Villanova is my national champion over Gonzaga. And, you know, that might make me a chalk donkey here. But the, you know, the odds, the math is in my favor here. We have Villanova is such a strong favorite in our power rankings uh, that I, I think it's too strong to ignore. I think that, that you are a chalk donkey. But if you put Gonzaga in there, if you can get somewhere odds on Villanova over Gonzaga in the national championship game, that could have a pretty nice little payday. Yes, and I think that, you know, for me, obviously, that's what I just told you. That's my favorite and most likely scenario. So if you can find that out there, definitely go lock that in right now. I think it's, you know, relatively likely, and it should be a very nice payday, as he said. Before we wrap up, we've given you all of our opinions on what's going to happen in the NCAA tournament. But Sportsline has so much more, and you can still use our promo code, DFS Podcast to get 30 days for $1, that will get you all the way through the NCAA tournament. It will also get you Mike's updated DFS lineups right before lock, and it gets you really close, in fact, into baseball season, which is going to be so much fun for DFS. So go to sportsline.com, put in the promo code DFS Podcast, get your first month for just $1. We will be back later today with a full breakdown of Tuesday's NBA slate. Good luck in the NCAA tournament. 